0: Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is August 31st, 2020. and Start to a new week. That's right. It is Monday. So, you know, get yourself ready. We're going to get a lot going on this week. Marvel Avengers is coming out this week. I don't know about you, but I already have myself preloaded. I'm ready to go tonight at midnight. I can jump in. I'm not going to stay up till midnight. I am going to start tomorrow, but I can't wait to play through that story. But on this episode here, guys, we have some Gamescom stuff I'm going to get to a little bit later on, which, oh my God, there is too much to even think about trying to cover it all. So I'm going to give you some of my highlights from the event. Uh, but obviously, top of the show here, we gotta we have to discuss the big news from over the weekend and that, of course, is the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, I don't know where you were when you found out um myself i mean we were home we were watching wrestling of all things it was uh, just wrapping up on friday night um you know kids are all excited there was this big shocking moment at the end of wrestling and uh when it ended i grabbed my phone and was even more shocked something just com- that completely threw me off i did not expect at all to see the news of uh, chadwick's passing and and i know like like many i had no clue that he had colon cancer. I mean, that's just insane. He's been di- he was diagnosed back in 2016 and has been fighting this since then. So this you gotta think this is like Civil War filming, Black Panther filming, all the things that he did knowing that he had colon cancer, and yet no one knew. I, I just it's unbelievable. You know, you, you just think of that, like that he was able to get through all that he did uh fighting that disease and, and to keep it kind of out of the public's eye and to be the leader and the um, inspiration that he was kind of through that whole time. Um, you know, I saw some video over the weekend because I, I'm sure like many of you um, or, or like like me, many of you did this where you just kind of went through and saw all these tributes and videos and all the things that this man was able to do um, in the spotlight and seeing some of the videos of him, you know, being that inspiration as T'Challa, as the Black Panther, uh, the inspiration he did for young children, where he, um, you know, would go to these these hospitals where there were terminally ill children, and be able to inspire them. And there was one interview I saw of him on SiriusXM, and he was kind of talking about, um, you know, going to the hospitals or getting letters from these kids, and you, he literally breaks down uh, talking about those kids losing their lives, and when he find, when he would get the news that they had died of cancer, and yet in all of this, he himself was going through that. It, it just it, it like gave me goose goosebumps, and just actually thinking about it right now, it is. I mean, it's just amazing. And you think about to be an African American and be able to play the roles that he played. Being able to play Jackie Robinson in forty two, being able to play T'Challa, you know, as as the Black Panther, uh, being able to play Thurgood Marshall. You know, like he played these iconic African American characters or real life people he was able to bring to life on the big screen that now for generations people will look up to him and see him as those characters um what a life what a career I mean really it's um it's pretty incredible um so I'm sure many of you have gone out and and have kind of been paying your respects this weekend I mean I I don't know I'm sure Everybody listening to this, you at least watch Black Panther this weekend, because I know we sure did. We watched it yesterday morning. Uh, last night, it was kind of cool. I saw ABC did a um, a Black Panther commercial-free kind of watch-along they had, and then they actually had a, um, a tribute to him. I, we didn't watch that yet. I actually did record it. We're probably going to watch that tonight, um, which... You know, it was just great that they were able to do that, that fast, you know, within a matter of days. I mean, we found out late Friday night, and here it was Sunday night, and ABC canceled all their program programming, they're showing Black Panther, and then running that tribute. Um, you know, seeing all the tributes from all the MCU actors, it really gave you that sense of just how close they all were, you know, made it just feel like this one big family, because they all went through this, you know, created all those characters together, and brought all of that to life. Um, I, I don't know, it, it's really it's sad. Like it really, uh, I'm sure again, and I hate to just kind of be rambling here, but it, it, it truly is one of those things that I still am completely stunned that he passed away. Like I just didn't, it, it just makes no sense. Right. It makes no sense. But like I said, if we look back at the life that he lived and the characters that he created, it's, um, pretty incredible to, to see things like that. Um, and, and I'm happy that he was able to do that because he, he definitely was, was, a. Was a talent that sure will be missed. Now, I don't want to move the conversation to this side, but I know this is obviously where a lot of people's minds went, is uh, what do they do now? What does the MCU do now with, with um, T'Challa and Black Panther? Obviously, we knew Black Panther 2 was coming. It was something that um, was coming down the pipe. I mean, my what I would want to see done is, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying maybe have Sherry become... The Black Panther. She has become the Black Panther in the comics. Um, I think that would be neat. However, I still think we need. Uh, and and I don't mean to sound sexist in this, but I think a male Black Panther just is the way to go. Um, based on the what the Black Panther is, you know, there's been Black Panthers through the generations. We learned that from the Wakandan society and their their culture. I think that they could have T'Challa be have been, you know, Chadwick Boseman, that Black Panther, is always that Black Panther, and then something has happened to T'Challa. You know, either he goes away, or something happens, and they bring in a new actor as a new character to play the Black Panther. I think that's the way to honor him. Um, I think just recasting T'Challa is not the way to go. I think that that is not what anyone wants to see, and I think if they did that, the backlash would just be would not be good. Let's put it that way. So I think if they can find a way to write that into the story, that's what they need to do. Because I think that's the way to honor Chadwick, um, and that, that inspiration character they brought to life. There's, I don't know enough about the stories throughout the years of the Black Panther, if there ever was another character that played Black Panther besides T'Challa or his sister. Um, You know, I'm sure there is, you know, I wouldn't want them just to make up a random character and put them in the movie. I think that's not the way to go. But um, all I know is after Stan Lee passed during and watching the Captain Marvel beginning with all the Marvel films, things happening, um, I have a feeling that people right now are creating some sort of intro that when we go see Black Widow, we're all going to be tears before that movie, in tears before that movie even starts. So I'm uh, (laughs) looking forward to it, yet I'm not looking forward to it. Let's just put it that way. So... Uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. You, uh, you definitely uh, brought things um, to life that no one will ever forget, and you were an inspiration for generations. Definitely, uh, moving forward. So, all right. Well, there, there really is no way to shift gears away from that. So we're just gonna jump in here, guys, because I, I, uh, yeah, don't really know. I probably should have saved that for the end of the show, right? That probably would have been the right thing to do. But the news is too big that I just couldn't not talk about it now um so um i'm just gonna we're just gonna try to transition here guys try to get through the rest of this show and see how this goes um so let's switch over to video games right let's all talk video games that's what we like to do um i did this weekend get to jump in and play the preview that's what they're calling this thing the preview of new World. Now, you're probably wondering, if you've never heard of it, what the hell is New World and, you know, why is it a preview? Well, New World is the MMO coming from Amazon Game Studios. That's right. This is Amazon's foray into MMOs. Now, obviously, their third-person hero shooter hybrid MOBA didn't really go over so well. Here they are again with their MMO. Now, this game has been, I think, was first announced back in, like, it's been, it's been a long time, I want to say maybe 2018, even late 2017, um, was supposed to come out early this year, got delayed till really last week, was supposed to come out last week, even got further delayed, and now it is launching in early 2021, spring 2021. Um, part of that is, and and this is going back to like last April, um, a lot of the alpha testers just said like, the game is just kind of boring. Like the, the point of the game initially was this full-on world, new world, all kind of on one shard with PvP. And you could take over areas and towns and things like that. And then that kind of shifted to people saying, you know what, we don't really like the PvP. Because essentially with that game, with the original version of this game, you could just be walking around the world like hunting boars or whatever it is like you do in MMOs, and someone just jumps you and you lose your crap. And people are like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to flag for PvP. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be just in this world. So then <laughs> they said, okay, well we'll just make it PVE. But the problem was there wasn't enough PVE content in the game. So they tried to go in and kind of put some things in there. Supposedly there's these, I forget what they call them, but it's like these big boss fights you can go into that are kind of like a instance dungeon, but it's more just this boss fight. Those have been added to the game. I don't know if those were in this preview. I think they were. I didn't get high enough level to do that. Um, But then again, they were just like, you know what? No, we're just going to delay this thing. We're going to put more PVE content into this game to make it much more of a competitive MMO against those others on the market. But to honor those people who've already pre-ordered the game and those who wanted to get into the beta and all that stuff, we're just going to put out a build of the game for, I think it's a week, which it's still running right now. It goes to like September 5th, I think. or actually might have been 10 days they put this thing out for. Um, And check it out. Check out the world. Give us feedback. We're going to go back and iterate on that. So what is this game? In terms of the um, story, I'm going to be honest, not really sure what's going on other than there's some corruption happening to people within the world. And when it says new world, I think we are kind of going back to like, not America, but there there's hints that you may see places in this, but it looks like it's like so, so old and ancient. So it's almost like, where we're living now could potentially be almost like a horizon type thing maybe and I don't quote me on that but I I was getting vibes from that before they when they were kind of talking about this game but it's literally your character arrives in a new world almost like uh you know Columbus and all these uh European um adventurers came to America so it's kind of that mindset but there is definitely magic and all that infused in here and there is no class so you don't pick i want to be a mage i want to be a warrior you just are a character and then you find weapons and you use the weapons and level the weapons up to unlock more abilities kind of sounds like elder scrolls right that's elder scrolls online that's kind of how that works except Elder scrolls online of course you are picking a class and this you don't now one of the things they're doing is the combat is action based so it is kind of like elder scrolls again so you are uh if you have a bow and arrow you're aiming you're swinging your sword and it's all in real time you're in this gets a little bit more than Elder Scrolls. This, to me, feels a little bit more Dark Souls-y, in a sense, um, with there being more animations, and uh, you, you have to dodge roll a little bit more and block. That is in Elder Scrolls, but it doesn't seem as critical. In this, it really does. Um, but you only have three abilities, which is weird. So you you can unlock, like I'm, I'm using an axe. The, the character I'm playing is has, has a hatchet or an axe. And you can unlock, you look at the skill tree, there's like, maybe ten abilities, seven, eight, ten abilities, something like that. But I can only equip three of them at a time on that hatchet. So it's kind of weird. And then those three abilities, like if I use my Q on my keyboard and then I switch, you know, I'm using my hatchet and I quickly switch over to like my uh, bow and arrow or my sword, the the Q ability on that weapon is still on a cooldown. And it's like, no, like that I should be able to just quickly switch on the fly to the other weapon and then use that thing's ability. So it really kind of like hamstrings you with some of that stuff. So that's kind of weird. And the game looks gorgeous. Like it actually looks really good. The world they created, it really has, um, you know, being that it's kind of this new world adventure theme, it's almost like, I don't wanna say it's pirate themed, but I was just getting that vibe as I was playing it. Uh, a lot of the, the armor sets and the hats you wear and things like that, it just kind of has this pirate feel. Uh, you're, you're near water, uh, it's very colorful and lush um, in some of those places, cause you're kind of near the beach. So that looks kind of cool. Um, but in the end, it was just kind of boring and I don't know if it, and like I'm totally with all those people that played this, the early versions of this game before it came out. Like I just, I was running around and it was neat kind of exploring some of the spaces that they had and, and a lot of the quests were just like, hey, go to this area, kill 15 of these things, search through five chests and collect 10 pearls from the things that you killed or you know, whatever it was and it was just very bare bones and that's how MMOs are. I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, look at this. Coming from a guy who likes World of Warcraft, which is like the epitome of some of those things, especially, <laughs> you know, the early uh, expansions and even the vanilla WoW. But I don't know. It just felt kind of weird in this. But then on top of that, like when you go to those places, like I say, you go to this place, it's like um, a little abandoned village, you know. Oh, you're in the big city. And, oh, you know, you got to go to the abandoned village that's on the outskirts. It's been overrun. You go there and there's all these little buildings that are kind of, you know, windows knocked out. They look like little shacks. You go in and every single one was exactly the same inside. So I don't know if that is just a sign of them not being finished with the game, part of the reason for the delay, or just that's kind of what we're going to get. And I admittedly only made it, I think I made it up to level 14 was my character. So I I think I played a total, it was like four or five hours, Steam said. Um, and, and I don't know, like I'm just going to be done for right now. I mean, I'm going to have better things to play here soon. Uh, but uh, I'm intrigued. That's what I'm, I think I'm going to say about the game. It's only going to be 40 bucks, which is cool. So, like, if you don't want the crazy super version that comes with all the armor sets and blah, 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 all that stuff, $40, you're in on the PC. It does currently have controller support, but it's not really in there. Like, you can use the controller, but they don't have, like, prompts on screen. Playing this game with a mouse and keyboard, like, MMOs, generally, I like to play with a mouse and keyboard, but this one just, I think, would feel a lot better with the controller. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, I almost Because I would almost want to play it like an action game. And I just think it would play a lot better that way. So prob- I probably will be getting this game when it comes out. Because I love jumping in on new MMOs. Because that, that's like, if you're going to get in at all and check it out, that's the time. Because that's when everybody's new, everybody's fresh. Um, and I think that playing it with a controller would just feel, just feel better. And, and so I think I'm going to get it when it comes out, um, especially just kind of maybe seeing what they're going to kind of bring to the table. Because the other thing that the game has is it's almost like I think Black Desert does this, but it has um, a lot of like when you go to the city, like you're you're it's almost like a faction. So you're doing things for them. But then you when you buy items, you're getting taxed. And like the more you are with that faction, your tax rates are going down, you can gain more XP for them when you're doing things for them. But then also, there are actually player factions in the game. I mean, they're actually in game factions that players join, let's put it that way. Um, And the factions can fight over these cities. So like you could, I could say I'm part of one faction, you're part of another, your faction once is running the city so my faction declares war against yours and we fight somewhere at some point because it does set a time a 50 on 50 battle in the game to fight over the city the team that wins takes it over and then that person that team can set the tax rates and all that if somebody else wants to use it so like there is really a big pvp like side of this game that i didn't touch at all um, but i think that's interesting and i know games like um, Black Desert kind of do that, even though it's not really factions fighting over it, it's it's creating trade routes and and all that. So there's like that whole other level to the game. And this seems to really be kind of jumping on that. There's also a lot of crafting in the game too. It has you doing a lot of stuff where you're gathering all kinds of stuff, um to to create healing items, improve weapons, all things like that. Even the marketplace when you go to the vendor, you know, usually MMOs you go somewhere, you go to sell an item. When you hit sell, like it immediately sells and you get the money. Now this is a marketplace. You got to put it up there for sale, and then when it sells, you get the money. So it's just kind of interesting like that that they're they're going that route. Um, and hey, you know, for 40 bucks, I don't think it's gonna to be too bad. We'll see what else is out when the, by the time this thing comes out in the spring, because um, you know I'm sure there may be some other things to be playing at that point. But uh, I'm definitely intrigued, and if uh, you know, like I said, if there's not a lot going on at that point, I think I'm gonna be jumping in, especially for the 40 price price point, and there is no monthly subscription which is cool. So it's just a buy to play. It's all you're doing there. You're not having to spend anything on that subscription. So um, New World, you know, I think you kind of had to sign up already to even get in now. So if you're thinking about getting in now, it might be too late unless you pre-order the game, which I'm going to tell you to hold off on. Don't do that yet. Um, just watch some videos of that and see if you think it might be something for you. But um, we'll see if Amazon can pull it off with uh, another game. We shall see. Uh, all right, let's shift gears over to Gamescom. And like I said, there's just way too much. So talk about Gamescom. I mean, it actually Gamescom had the this weekend and last well, what four days really had the E3 vibe. Like this was E3. I mean, Gamescom always is that. Gamescom always is a massive event. It's a long event. Uh, I think it's usually five days when it's open to the public. Like it just goes on and on. But a lot of the stuff at Gamescom we already know about at that point because E3 had already happened. Even a PAX kind of happens, I think, shortly after E3. So it's like there's been so many announcements. So by the time Gamescom comes out, we get a lot of public hands-on. So we do get a lot of information about games um, that are out there, but not a lot of new stuff. But this year, without E3, just with the summer of games kind of going and kind of developers doing their own thing, we got a lot. A lot of new games, a lot of smaller games, a lot of great trailers, a lot of information, all that coming out of this. So I just want to dig through some of this stuff here before we wrap the show up and tell you some of the things that I'm excited about and things I probably think you should probably be excited about as well. And the first up is if you have not watched it yet, do yourself a favor and go and watch the Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart gameplay trailer. It's about a seven and a half minute video and on top of that... Please make sure you watch that thing in 4K. You can watch it in 1080p, but I promise you it does not do it justice. This gameplay trailer in 4K, watching this game in motion, was the first thing that I've seen yet coming from Next Generation that is completely stunning. Like, it blew me away. Like, sure there's been games we look at and say, wow, like that game looks like it's gonna be cool. Like Miles, oh, that blew me away, that's surprising. No. This game with the the way it looks, the way it moves, the way particle effects are flying off the screen, the way things are exploding, to to be able to play a game that looks like that that literally looks like a Pixar movie in motion and I know like through the years we've seen games that look awesome like that. And I know I've probably even said it and many people have probably say that like wow, that looks like a Pixar movie. This really looks like a Pixar movie. It is incredible, incredible. And we also got word that it is a launch window game. So if this game is launching day and date with the PS5, number one, I'm buying it as one of my titles, which I didn't really expect to be saying. I'm gonna be buying a Ratchet and Clank game as a launch title. But I think this is something that can really prove to people what the next generation can be. I mean, Just imagine here in a couple months, I mean... I hope football can be around, but you know, like NFL games, NBA games, all those things, that's usually where you see a lot of trailers for video games. I think when they do like in the big weekend blitzes, I could see a bunch of NFL games and nearly every other commercial break, them showing this trailer. People are gonna say, wow, that game looks amazing. And it does, like that, wow. Hey, <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be super fun to play too, right, it just looks great. Man, I love it, I absolutely love it. Uh Man, give me that game. I need it. I need it. Like I announced last week, I am getting a PS5, man. So this is this is one of those games I am surely, surely getting. Um, there was a Dragon Age 4 behind-the-scenes teaser that a lot of people kind of lost their minds over. Um, you know, they they did show kind of a behind-the-scenes footage with uh, you know guys kind of talking about um, some in-development footage. They were sharing some concept art. Uh, that's uh, that's all fine and good um they did the same thing for mass effect andromeda i'm just gonna put it that way i remember being super excited on like a mass effect day which we were all excited like oh man we're gonna get our um you know uh, announcement of the new mass effect and all that and instead they did a behind the scenes video very much like this showing some behind the scenes thing and we knew how that game turned out i'm still hoping a dragon age 4 can be good and can live up to kind of the name, um, but I know a lot of the team from I think Anthem is working on this game. Um, kind of know how that turned out, uh, and uh, so I'm I'm holding my breath. We shall see. Um, you know they kind of need to prove to us that they really are bringing back just the quality with between Andromeda and Anthem. Like they just they they kind of had two big duds right there. So I really need to see what this team can do with a Dragon Age Four. Although I will say. To jump back into that series and just the stories from those games and the way they've made those games in the past, it is exciting to have it coming back. So we'll see. I know a lot of people were uh, super stoked for that. Uh, We did get the news that on October 27th, the World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion will be releasing. Super stoked for that. The only problem is I'm sure about a week or two after that is when the PlayStation 5 will probably be coming out. We know even Destiny Beyond Light comes out about a week after that a lot kind of hitting there in the beginning of November. So as much as I want to jump into this and I probably still will, who am I kidding? Um, you know, I look at it like, Hey, I would sub for a week or two and then I'd probably start playing something else, you know? So it's like, do I just maybe hold off on jumping into it? I don't know. But like, I've been telling you guys here over the past couple months, like if you've ever thought about playing world of Warcraft, this is going to be the expansion to jump in on. Um, whether it's, Right on the 27th, or if you wait a couple months and jump in a little bit later, the new player, like onboarding, the the new player experience, the new character experience is fantastic that they built into the game. So um, this is going to be the time to get in. They even put out some nice little animated shorts, which I think is cool. Looks like it's going to be neat. Looks like it's going to be really uh, really cool. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has been delayed, so that was some news kind of coming out of the weekend that was a little a uh, little upsetting because that's a game that I am looking forward to, but I think, hey, putting it out in uh, the spring is probably a good time, and you know what, just knowing that it's coming to the PlayStation 5 and the Series X now is good news that had not been confirmed, and after seeing Ratchet and Clank in motion, man, I can't imagine what this game is going to look like in 4K with them giving them a little bit extra time to really, really add to the fidelity of this thing. I mean, it's literally gonna look like Lego pieces running around um, all over, which is just uh, <laughs> crazy, man, to think about that. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, we did learn that the uh, co-op adventure RPG Haven will be launch- a launch title for the Series X. We had seen some video of that. The game actually looks really, really cool, kind of the art style, um, a cel-shaded look to it, looks really neat, so I think that was definitely um, some good news to get from there. Uh, they did announce a season two for Fall Guys, and I know a lot of people were uh, pretty stoked to see that. Uh, what else? The Sims 4, getting a Star Wars expansion where you're going to Batu. It's called Sims 4 Journey to Batuu. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I, I had one buddy text me, and he was just like, I'm done with Star Wars. Like, they're making a Sims Star Wars. It's like, well... They're not. It's an expansion. The Sims 4 is always getting expansions like this. I'm not going to hold it against Star Wars for doing that. It's EA that's doing this. They have that license, right? They need to use up that license as best they can. make Because there's only a couple more years, I think, on it. Um, so they need to do everything they can to get as many Star Wars games out as they can before it's over. So I'm not going to hold it against Star Wars because that's not their, it's not their issue that that's uh, happening. But... I don't know, Uh, and you know what, that's kind of it, I mean, I'm kind of scrolling through all these stories, I mean, there's just so much, oh, Destiny 2, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, we did get the trailer for the Stasis um, new ability, and it's not, it looks like ice, that's the thing, everybody's calling it ice, it's not being dubbed ice, you're freezing them with the darkness, Scotty, and it's darkness that you're using, so it is not ice, even though it looks exactly like ice, so who are we kidding, even the sound effect sounds like ice, but everything in that trailer looks dope, looks awesome. You know, I definitely want to jump into Beyond online. I'm sure everybody out there is going to be running a Stasis character. Uh, I think the idea of bringing a new element into the game is super, super cool. Um, we got to kind of see what each character is going to be able to, or each class is going to be able to do. Go watch that trailer. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to and will be checking out. You know, I actually went back into Destiny recently, and um, there was just, like, I was looking at everything to do so much to do like I don't know and I know a lot of people that have kept up with the game you don't have a lot to do but like I went into my quest log and I'm like I don't even know where to begin to start leveling up my character so I'm actually excited for beyond light because it's kind of like a refresh hopefully you know that that whatever the the level you need to be for the story um I don't know if they've talked about any of that yet to be able to run through that campaign but I'm kind of glad I'm gonna go in with a stasis subclass and just be able to kind of start somewhat fresh and be caught up with everybody. I don't know if they're doing any catch-up mechanics. I hope they are. Um, but that's kind of why I think I'm holding off on Destiny now before or up until that, that comes out. I'm just going to wait and then jump in at that point because I think that'll be a good onboarding point. So um, quick uh, you know, wrap to the show here. But I do want to mention if you are a Destiny fan, if you were a fan of Guardian Radio, the show that uh, I, of course, used to host. All about Destiny tomorrow night, so Tuesday night at 9pm, myself and my former co-host Destiny K-Dub will be on Destiny Unfiltered, a uh, Destiny podcast. We got asked to come on there, so we're going to be on there uh, talking about, I think, just the history of Guardian Radio and just our time with Destiny, where we think the game is now. So if you're interested in hearing us kind of do a little Guardian Radio reunion Check that out tomorrow night at 9 p.m., Destiny Unfiltered. Uh, you can find them on Twitter and just check out even my Twitter feed. I'll be um, tweeting out the links and all that. I know they do the show live on Twitch. And, then of course, it does get dumped over as an audio podcast. So you can check k and I joining up with a reunion for Guardian Radio on Destiny Unfiltered. Well, that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having a good day. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And, of course, always shoot me an email, at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.